to have dialogue with the Christ. I need to talk with Jesus, and I need to hear his voice. I'm serious. Tell somebody. Don't distract me for the next little while. I want to see the Lord. I want to hear his voice. Don't make me call your name. Tell them, don't distract me. I need to see the Lord. I need to hear the voice of God. Hallelujah. Tell somebody, I didn't come to see you. I like you. You're awesome. It's all good. But I've come to see him. I need to see him. I need to hear him. Come on. Do we want to see the Lord today, Brother Peacock? Do we want to hear the voice of the Lord today? Hallelujah. Aren't we glad that creation itself did not argue when they heard the voice of God? There was no resistance. There was no barriers. God said and there was. I want it to be so with my life that God says something and it is so. And it comes to pass. And I line up with his word. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. No resistance. No doubting. Just believing. Just trusting in him. Amen. You may be seated. Next Sunday, we will be having our review. We will go over the review for the third level of Foundation of Life. Uh, we have about, I don't know, maybe 40, 45 students that have been in that class. Uh, so our review will be next Sunday. We also have a Foundation of Life Level 1 sign-up sheet in the foyer. Uh, you, you can go ahead and put your name on that starting today. Uh, our leadership and ministry uh, course will start soon. I'll just say soon. We don't want to put a date on that, but uh, our intention is to have that class very soon. Uh, I was going through the back, the hallway, just a moment ago, and I seen a few people back there, and they were going through some boxes. And uh, as I walked by, I noticed some old books. And then in the boxes, there were some new books. And I thought to myself, that's what the, the world has to come up with, a new book, a new idea, a new something, some more curriculum, because they change. There's change in our world. But yet, there's one book that would never be replaced as far as the church is concerned, all the books that you and I will ever need to know God, to live for God, is not in the Christian bookstore, although I visit the Christian bookstore and I have a, a quite a selection. But all the books that you and I will ever need to live a life that pleases God is found in one book, the Bible. Aren't you glad that we don't have to upgrade that? We don't have to replace that every other year. Amen. That we can look to the same book, the same word, the same revelation, and it grow, and amen, and increase in our lives. Praise the Lord. Let's turn our attention to the word of the Lord. No doubt God has a plan for this service today. Tell somebody the Lord does have a plan for this service. My plan, Brother Naji, is to get hooked up with him so that I get the right plan. <laughs> You'll never get the right plan unless you get connected with him. Hallelujah. I want to minister today as well as preach. There is a difference. I want to minister and preach by the Holy Ghost and by the revelation of the Spirit of God. I want to talk to everyone in this house 
and tell you that there is deliverance for you. I don't care if you've been in church your whole life, there is deliverance for you. If you have never received the Holy Ghost and you've never been water baptized by immersion in the name of Jesus, there is deliverance for you. But not just you, but for everybody in this place, there is a level of deliverance that God wants to give to us. Can we just lift our hands and just say, okay, God, whatever you have to say, whatever you have to reveal, whatever you have to show me or say to me today, I want to hear it, and I want to receive it from you in the next little while. Hallelujah, in the name of Jesus. Can we lift our hands and our voices today? Just a few moments in recognition. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Come on, we want the Lord to be who he is here today. We want the Lord to be here in this place and to be who he is. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord, for making yourself known. Thank you, Lord, for being so vocal in this service today. Praise God, praise God. How many wants to receive from the Lord today? Amen. He's come to give. Amen. You can receive. You can be helped today. <laughs> praise God. Exodus chapter number 3. I want to start reading verse number 7. I'm not lying. I'm not joking when I say there is deliverance for everybody in this house. There is absolute deliverance for everybody in this house. None of us have arrived. I don't see you in heaven right now. When you get to heaven, you can say, I have arrived. <laughs> this takes place, this is recorded after the Lord had appeared to Moses and spoke to him and gave him revelation and instruction. And again, the Lord said, I have surely seen the affliction of my people which are in Egypt and have heard their cry by reason of their taskmasters. I know their sorrows and I am come down. Mm. I know their sorrows and I am come down. Tell somebody he came down. I am come down to deliver, to save them out of notice he did not say I've come to save them out of Egypt alone but he had come down to deliver them out of the hand out of the power 
out of the dominion. He came down to deliver them from the grip that Egypt had in their life. He's not come down to change your geographical location. He's come down to deliver you from the, the, the dominion and the power of your adversary. And he's going to do that today. That's going to be one level of dominion. If you want that level, then just reach for it. I'm telling you, reach for it. God's going to give it to you. I've come down to deliver them out of the hand of the Egyptians. But not just deliver them. Say, it's not enough just to get out of jail. God wants to give you a new home. It's not enough just to be loose from one power, from one kingdom, from one dominion. God wants to bring you into a, another kingdom, another dominion, another way of life. Somebody say, that's total deliverance. To bring them up, say up. Say, we're going higher today. <laughs> to bring them up out of the land unto a good land, a large land, unto a land that is flowing. Somebody say flowing. God's got more than just a snack bar, protein bar for you. He wants to bring you into the flow into success, into prosperity, not based on the world's interpretation, but what he defines as prosperity. We see here when we read this verse of Scripture, or at least I see, that God's desire was not to make them feel better. God's desire was not just to bless them, but God's desire, and still is, to deliver his people. In fact, we heard the message of the Lord come through the man Moses when Moses went back and he says, Thus saith the Lord, let my people go. Let my people go. Tell somebody God is a deliverer and he is a deliverer here today. He is never not a deliverer. And I know he's more than that, but I'm telling you, he's all of those things consistently, simultaneously. He's not just one thing. He's all of those things. He's all of his characteristics and attributes at the same time. He's never one and not the other. So we're going to let God be God today. Grab somebody by the hand. You can desanitize later and use the antibacterial stuff. You can do that. Maybe if you don't want to grab their hand, if you're a germaphobe, you can just... Put your hand on their shoulder if it's appropriate, if it's a man-to-man, -man, you know what I'm saying. And let's just pray because God really wants to help us. I'm telling you, He really wants to help us here today. He wants to take us to another level. I'm telling you, there's another level for everybody in this place. Amen. If you want to receive it, amen, you can receive it. Come on, let's just pray that we'll open our hearts, that we'll hear the word of the Lord. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Man can't live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds. This is a proceeding word. This is a word that God is speaking to you in this hour. Hallelujah for your life. Come on, whether you're in darkness and light, God's got a word for you. God's got direction for you. God's got deliverance for you. In the name of Jesus Christ, you're going to hear it. You're going to receive it. You're going to believe it. You're going to go after it. Hallelujah. 
because the deliverer has already announced himself. He's already let it be known. I'm here today that he is our God. Hallelujah. He's here to help us. He's here to deliver us. He's here to do something in our lives that the world and medicine and science, come on, that they cannot do. Hallelujah. He's here to do what your spouse can't do. He's here to do what your mama can't do. He's here to do, amen, what's the company you work for. They can't do it. Ah, Jesus, we want you to be loosed in this place. In the name of the Lord, somebody shout yes. Come on, let's all put our hands together. Hallelujah. Woo, I feel some Holy Ghost power, some Holy Ghost energy in this place. There is no telling what God will do. But whatever he can do and will do, I say do it. Amen. Let's join with him. Let's work with him. Let's get involved in the miraculous. Let's get involved in the supernatural, the flow of the Holy Ghost in this service today. You may be seated. In Exodus chapter 8, verse 1, the Lord spoke unto Moses, and he said, Go unto Pharaoh and say unto him, Thus saith the Lord, Let my people go, that they may serve me. It's not enough just to be let go. It's not enough, amen, just to come out of something. In fact, the Lord didn't stop by saying, let my people go, and that's it. He said, let them go so that they may serve me, so that they may be mine, so that we can come into a covenant relationship. God doesn't just want you to feel better and be better. He wants you to be his. Hallelujah. That's the problem with our world. They're serving the wrong master. And they're going to get the reward that they're not happy. They're not going to be happy with the reward from serving the wrong master. But they will get that reward that's already settled. God doesn't change his mind concerning the end. But we see here that the Lord wanted them out from the hand, from the bondage, from the dominion, from the slavery that they were in in Egypt. Somebody say they were in Egypt. And things were going really bad. They were under the taskmasters there in Egypt. But the Lord said, I want to deliver you and I want to bring you unto a better land, a new kingdom, so that you might serve me. We continue reading the story and we know that there were plagues. We know uh, that the lamb was slain, the blood was applied, and after that the death angel came the death angel passed over all the homes that had the blood applied. Tell somebody you need the blood of the Lamb. And we read according to 1 Corinthians that they were all baptized in the cloud and they were all baptized in the sea unto Moses. They all passed under the glory cloud and through the Red Sea. Somebody say that's a type of new birth. Because the reality is you will never be delivered unless you are born again. Unless you are water baptized in Jesus' name and filled with the Spirit, you cannot be delivered unto your destiny. We see a type of that in the Old Testament. In Exodus 14 and 30, thus the Lord saved Israel that day out of the 
hand of the Egyptians. And Israel saw the Egyptians dead upon the seashore. How many would like to see the power of the enemy broken in your life? The strongholds, amen, broken in your life. How many would like to see the yokes destroyed in your life? Come on, somebody. God wants to deliver you. We see here in this story that they came out of bondage, out of the power, out of the hand of the Egyptians, and they had to go through the Red Sea. Amen. The Lord revealed himself. The Lord provided for them. There was no sickness. There was no disease. There was no devil, but there was doubt. And not because of the devil and not, or, or disease, but because of doubt, many of them never made it unto their destination. Somebody say, I've got to be delivered from this doubt. Come on, I, I feel the Lord speaking right now. I've got to be delivered from this doubt. I, I've got to be delivered from this doubt. I've got to be delivered from this doubt. Because doubt will keep you out of your destiny. And I don't want anything to keep me from my destiny that God is trying to deliver me unto. And we see here in the Old Testament that they came out of a type of darkness into a type of light. There was greater liberty there, but yet they did not appreciate, they didn't know. And we read that Exodus records in verse 1 and 2, Then sang Moses and the children of Israel this song unto the Lord. And he said, I will sing unto the Lord, for he hath triumphed gloriously. The horse and his rider hath he thrown into the sea. No more whipping, no more slavery, no more abuse, no more being taken advantage of. Come on, somebody. They were truly delivered, amen, not just from Egypt, but from the power and the influence and the government of Egypt. He says, the Lord is my strength and my song. He has become my salvation. Or in the original language it says, he has become my Yeshua. He is my God. Therefore I will prepare him a habitation, my father's God, and I will exalt him. And when we read the Old Testament, it doesn't take very long to realize that this was a physical deliverance. This was an external deliverance. But I've got good news. God wants to work not just, amen, on the exterior today in your circumstances and in your situation, but God wants to work inside of you. God wants to work a deliverance inside of your mind, inside of your spirit, amen, and change the way you think about who you are and where you are. God wants to deliver you into something greater than you've ever known or could fully even comprehend. Hallelujah. And we know that in the New Testament, according to the, the record and the writings, and we have the gospel recorded today, that Jesus Christ was God manifested in the flesh. He was not a second person of God. He was not one in a trio. But the Bible, amen, told us specifically, the Bible recorded that God himself would come down into the world and he would save his own people from their sin. How would he do it? Well, the Bible gives us the answer. He said, I 
I will come down and I will become a man. I will take the sins of the world. I have never sinned, but I will become sin for them. Amen. He never done anything to deserve death or penalty. We committed the crime. We are worthy of the time, but he took our place. And the only way he could do that, not with omnipresence, but with manifestation. That's why he came in the flesh. That's why Isaiah 7 says he shall be called Emmanuel. Oh, hallelujah. Emmanuel. What does that mean? With us. Now, I know we read with us or, or God with us, but I believe the original text says with us, God. <laughs> so when they saw Jesus, they were seeing God in the flesh. Omnipresent manifest for them to behold his glory, the glory of the Father. Hallelujah. Manifest in human flesh the Son of God. In the Old Testament, it was a physical deliverance. But in the New Testament, we can testify that it's more than just a physical deliverance. That what God can do, amen, is not just change circumstances or conditions, but God has the power to change you. God has the power and the ability to deliver you from the inside out. Praise God. Hallelujah. We see in Acts 26, Paul is speaking and it's recorded in verse 15. He says, Lord, who are you? He He knew that there was only one God and that Lord, that God was Jehovah to them. And the one Lord spoke back and he said, I'm Jesus who you persecute. Rise and stand on your feet, and I've appeared unto thee for this reason, to make thee a minister and a witness, both of these things which you have seen and those things in which I will appear unto thee, delivering them from the people. Notice that, delivering them from the people. Come on, that's a, that's a level of deliverance that we need. We need deliverance from people. I'm not talking about geographics. I'm not talking about changing jobs. I'm not talking about changing locations. I'm talking about deliverance that takes care of you on the inside, that frees you from the influence of people and the government and the abuse of people. Come on. That's a level of deliverance that God wants you and I to experience starting today. God, deliver me from people. Because people can keep you from the promise. If people are keeping you from the promises of God, then you need deliverance. But if you read the scripture, look at the story of Paul. God didn't move him to some other state or continent. He stayed right there. But somebody say he was delivered from the people. Hallelujah. He can say, thus saith the Lord. Thus saith the word of God. This is what you need to do. Amen. Come on, because the reality is people scare us. 
People bother us. People influence us. People hinder us. There's attitudes here today. There's going to be some attitudes when you leave here if you stay too long and you don't get your meal on time. Come on. People can bother you. People can hinder you. But I'm telling somebody there is a deliverance for you today from people. I don't care what you think. I'm going to serve God. I'm going to go to church. I'm not going to stay home. I'm going to go to the house of God. I'm going to lift my hands. I'm going to pray. I'm going to talk in tongues. I'm going to get real with God because I'm delivered from you. Tell somebody, I need deliverance. I need deliverance because there's some things that I won't do unless my friends go. Some people rather stay home and play video games because their friend is not going. Huh? Whatever happened to Jesus? Whatever happened to what? A friend we have in Jesus. I'm telling you, you're in trouble when you've got friends that are hindering your relationship with God. You're in trouble, and you need deliverance from people. I'm in the Holy Ghost right now. I had no idea I was going here, but I'm telling you in the Holy Ghost, you need deliverance. You need to wake up because God is trying to help you. Get your eyes off of people and get your eyes on Him because they can't take you to heaven, but He can. I wish I could play the organ. Boy, I would hit that thing right now. I would just hit it right now. Hallelujah. My, 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 my. Delivering thee, you may be seated from the people and from the Gentiles whom I will send. <laughs> whom I will send thee. I'm sending you to the very people I'm delivering you from. Isn't that something? But, Lord, they're a bad influence. But you don't understand my power. You don't understand that now unto him that is able... He can do exceedingly abundantly above all that we could ask or think according to the power that works in us. Paul lived that. He experienced that power. That power delivered him from the people that he was sent to minister to. And he wasn't passive and he wasn't soft like you were talking about today. <laughs> we won't go into details. We'll save that for Friday night. Hallelujah. Brother Terry's going to be there. Hallelujah. Delivering thee from the people and from Gentiles and unto whom I send thee to open their eyes. Somebody say to open their eyes. Hallelujah. To turn them from darkness to light. Notice God was going to use the man of God to turn them from darkness to light. That's deliverance. Say it with me. Say that's deliverance. To be turned from darkness to light is deliverance. If you're a little, a little baby and you're swimming around in, in mama, you need deliverance. <laughs> There's going to come an appointed time where you've got to come out and you've got to start singing a whole new world. <laughs> come on, you, you can't live in that fluid forever. You've got to breathe air. Your, your lungs have got to start being filled with air and, and inhale and exhale. That's deliverance. Isn't that what we say? Woo! 
The baby's born. What does that mean? The baby has been delivered from one place into another place. Ah, they were in a holding place, but now they're in a whole new world. God wants to deliver somebody today. Amen. You've been around the church for a little while. You've heard the gospel. Amen. You've heard that you need to be baptized. You've been in the womb in the church too long. It's time for you to come forth. It's time for you, amen, to stick your head out and say, I'm here, and I'm here to serve God. Hallelujah. It's time to be born again. It's time to be delivered. Yes. He said, turn them from darkness to light, from the power of Satan unto God. Say, that's deliverance. They were delivered from the power of Satan unto God. And without God, you'll never overcome the power of Satan. That they may receive forgiveness of sins and inheritance among them which are sanctified by faith which is in me. Colossians chapter number 1. This level of deliverance is for everybody, but you'll never experience until you're born again. I'm telling you right now, God's given me some help concerning this. You'll never receive this level of deliverance until you're born again. Until you come out of the hand of Egypt, out from under the bondage and the influence of this world and your own will, and come into the kingdom of God. Amen. If you can be delivered from darkness to light, then you can experience what's in Colossians chapter 1, verse number 13. The Bible says, who hath delivered us from the power of darkness. Say, the power of darkness. Darkness depicts blindness and ignorance. Blindness and ignorance. The inability to see, to comprehend, to know, to understand who he is. God wants to deliver people from the power of darkness. In fact, in the Bible, in the book of Genesis, we read that God made light and he said and ordained that the light should rule over the darkness. Tell somebody, darkness does not rule me. Darkness should never rule me. Blindness and ignorance should never rule my life. I need knowledge. Who hath delivered us from the power of darkness and translated us into the kingdom of his dear son. Amazing. Amazing. He's not talking about rapture here. But he said this translation has taken place now. It's not future tense. But he recognized that God had truly delivered him from the power, the dominion of darkness and ignorance and spiritual blindness and the inability to see. And he had brought him into a kingdom. Somebody say, from one kingdom to another. Mm, hallelujah. From the power of darkness being translated into the kingdom of his dear son. You could also read 1 Peter chapter 2, verses 9 and 10. Of course, we know that this is a process, but it can take place today. It can happen today. Tell somebody, it can take place today. 
We know that Jesus came, that he died for our offenses and for our sin. He paid the penalty. He resurrected for our justification. And we can now receive his spirit because it is his spirit that delivers us. (laughs) That brings us into the kingdom. And now according to scripture, Ephesians 2, 6, Romans 4, 25, for the record, we can now sit together with him in heavenly places. He didn't say you're going to go far beyond the sky. Not in this verse, but he says right now you can be translated. You can be delivered from the power and the dominion of darkness and come into the kingdom of Jesus Christ and sit with him in heavenly places and rule with him and have dominion with him. Come on, somebody say delegated authority. That's why it was important for the disciples to pay attention when Jesus was talking because there was a time and a day and a place where the Lord himself said, Behold, you need to take a good look and listen, pay attention. Behold, now we, we, we hear the word when John said it, behold, you need to stop and gaze at this and, and get a good look at this and get focused on this. Behold, that's what Jesus said, behold, I give unto you power. And he said, you're going to tread upon serpents. You're going to tread upon scorpions. And he said, I give you power over all the power of the enemy. Now, who gave them the power? Jesus did. Who still gives the power? Jesus still gives the power, and he wants us to wake up and realize that that word was for us. That word is for me. God wants to deliver you into the knowledge and revelation and conviction that you have all power, amen, over the power of the enemy. All power over the enemy. And if the enemy seems to be overpowering you, then you're still bound by the power of darkness. Oh, yeah. If the enemy is still overpowering you and conquering you and getting the victory in your life, then you're still under the dominion of the power of darkness. But God's come to break that today. God's come to open your eyes so that you can see him and see yourself in him. There's so much revelation right here. If you would just open your spirit and receive. Come on. The spirit's talking to your spirit. Come on. I'm not talking to your brain. I'm not talking, amen, to your physical body. I'm not talking to your biology. I'm talking to your spirit. The Holy Ghost is trying to connect and download revelation in your spirit so that you don't have to live a bound life. Too many people bound because of ignorance. What is ignorance? Ignorance is the power of darkness. That's why you'll never walk and live according to who you really are until you know who you really are. When you find out, I'm a king, I'm a priest, I'm one of the sons of God. Come on, you can start living by that knowledge. You can start living by that revelation. Come on, tell somebody, revelation does make a difference. My God. So we see the difference, the physical external deliverance which God wants to accomplish today in this service in some lives and some people here. 
God wants to fill people with the Holy Ghost today. God, amen, wants to bring you, amen, out of the power of darkness into the kingdom of God. He wants to do that today. But that will never happen if you are not baptized in Jesus' name and you are not filled with the Holy Ghost. You'll never come into that level of deliverance. But God doesn't want to stop here. This is what the Lord's been dealing with me about. Amen. And I'm so glad that God's talking to me. Amen. And I know because God's talking to me, God's talking to other people. Hallelujah. And and, and God is just so uh, so considerate of us. And, and, and He wants to help us. He wants to lead us. He wants to guide us. He wants to show us who He is and who we are in Him so that we are set free from the bondages of life and set free from guilt and shame and condemnation and fear and carnal mindedness and human will. I wish somebody would help me praise the Lord for just a few moments. Come on, let's praise the Lord together. Hallelujah. My God, what does deliverance mean? Deliverance means you have been liberated. You have been freed. You have been rescued. It also means you have been preserved. (laughs) Hallelujah. I'm talking about deliverance, true deliverance. I'm talking about not just an instant work, but something that God can start here and continue to work in your life until the day of perfection. Tell people we're not there yet. But we're on the path. We're on the path. That's why God's given so much revelation because we're on the path. Praise God. So God is trying to deliver us. Trying to free us from the bondage of fear. I want you to tell your neighbor God wants to deliver us from the bondage, from the yoke of fear. Did not Paul write in the book of Galatians, I believe chapter 5, stand fast? Huh? It doesn't happen automatically, Brother Peter Nagy. It doesn't happen automatically. No, 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 no. We're not on autopilot. It doesn't just happen. We're not supposed to be Pentecostals. Huh? No, no. It doesn't happen that way. He says, stand fast in the liberty wherewith Christ hath made us free. And be not entangled again with the yoke of bondage. Amen. It's your choice to stay free and to live a delivered life. You might be in the world, but you don't have to be of the world. You might be in a bad situation, but you can have a good relationship that will liberate you. You can have peace in your valley. You can have a table spread even in the presence of your enemies. Come on, say that's walking in deliverance. That's walking in liberation. Hallelujah. You don't have to be bound by the problem and the pain and the persecution that you're facing. I wish somebody would just receive that. Oh, would you worship the Lord true God. Jesus, you are mighty in this house. Come on, let's let's exalt the Lord together. Let's give our voices to praise. Let everything that have praise or that praise you the Lord. Hallelujah, there's deliverance for us. My, my, my. Listen, 
when the Lord talked to us about I've come to give you life and that more abundantly. He wasn't kidding. He was talking about a superior life. He was talking about an alternate reality. He was talking about something that would keep them when they were in the valley. Something that would keep them when they didn't have much. He was talking about something that will sustain them when the whole world is in a spiritual famine. My God, abundant life. The life of the Spirit, the life of the kingdom of God got to move forward here. In Psalms it says, he brought me up out of a horrible pit. It's easy to say that when conditions externally are changed. It's easy to say that when circumstances and situations to say that have changed. But it's very faith-like. Faith, not fake. But it is very faith-like to say when you're in the same condition, in the same circumstance, dealing with the same problem, dealing with the same persecution, dealing with the same humanity, the Lord brought me out of a horrible pit. Come on, the pit of my own negative thinking, the pit of my negative perception, the, the, the pit of my pessimism. God delivered me from that pit. I might still be in pain, but I'm delivered. I might still be facing persecution, but I'm delivered. I might be in a fiery furnace, but I'm not bound. Oh, I feel like running. I might be in a fiery furnace, but I'm not bound by the flames. I'm loose because there's somebody there with me. My deliverer is coming. My deliverer is Come on, tell somebody, you might be in the fire, but don't let it bind you. Get loose and start walking with Jesus because, listen, listen, he didn't show up after they fell in. If he showed up after they fell in, it would have been <laughs> charcoal bodies. It would have been bad. God didn't show up. After they went in, God's omnipresent. He was there when they got there. He was waiting on them. Huh? Hallelujah. Listen, don't run from your trial. Find Jesus in it. And let him be your deliverer in the middle of your fiery furnace. Somebody needs to get delivered. Somebody needs to get loose today and refuse to be bound by your circumstance. Woo! Hallelujah! Hallelujah! Uh-oh. Hallelujah. Grab somebody by the hand, tell them, 
I got to be delivered. I can't be a hostage to my circumstances any longer. I can't be a, amen, a hostage to this fear any longer. I can't be a hostage and a slave to my past any longer. My past is under the blood. Tell somebody, my past is under the blood. I don't feel like it, but I don't live by feeling. I live by what he said. Because sometimes the past will haunt you, and the memories of your past will haunt you. That's why Paul said, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching for those things which are before. Come on, what are we reaching for? The deliverer. Hallelujah. Tell somebody I'm reaching for him today because total deliverance is in the deliverer. Hallelujah. Come on, can I, can I get some help on the keyboard right now before, before I offend, offend a few people? Let me get some help, Brother Jesse. Come on. My God, my God. I don't know if this is helping you, but it's helping me. I, I, I think I'm going to buy the tape myself because this is revelation in my situation. I'm not bound in my prison. Woo. Paul and Silas had a revelation. <laughs> Their hands were bound. Their feet were in shackles. The deaf angel outside the door saying, let me at them. But at the midnight hour, that revelation began to resurface. And the Bible said, they prayed and they began to sing praises. I've been delivered. I've been delivered. The hold the devil had on me, he ain't got no more. I don't want no drums right now. I've been delivered. And listen, they were praying to the deliverer. They were praising the deliverer. And guess who showed out? And suddenly there was an earthquake. And their deliverance affected everybody around them. Their deliverance brought deliverance to others. And the whole prison... The shackles fell off. The bars and the doors began to shake and tremble. Because when you walk in deliverance, you're going to deliver people. My God, my God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on, let that resonate in your spirit for just a few moments. Come on, God's trying to help us. He's trying to educate us. My Lord, can we just praise the Lord for a few moments? My Lord, have mercy. Woo. Hallelujah. Tell somebody, I may be in Georgia, but I've been emancipated. Guess what? If you're going to walk in deliverance and walk in freedom, you better know what those papers say. You better hear the emancipation, the proclamation of emancipation yourself. And you better believe that word. Hallelujah. Because you'll never live it. 
You'll never walk in it. You'll never change your thinking until you believe the report. And the report says, He that the Son has set free is free indeed. And you shall continue in my word. And you shall know the truth. And the truth shall make you free. If you're ready to shout a little bit, why don't you just step out from where you are? Tell somebody, I was feeling a little guilty earlier. I was dealing with a little condemnation earlier. But the Lord said, there is therefore now no condemnation Woo, to them who are in Christ who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. Come on. There's deliverance in this place. If you will walk in deliverance, then you will not be bound by condemnation. So what have we heard? There's deliverance from people. There's deliverance from people here today. Now, I'm not saying disobey the church, disobey the leadership, no. Because that's out of order. <laughs> if, if you're disobeying your leadership, then you need deliverance. You need to, and that deliverance is only come, only going to come by a revelation of what God says. My Lord, have mercy. I want to tell you. I want to speak this because this is a progressive work, brothers and sisters, mothers and fathers. This is a progressive work here. But we need deliverance from the bondage of fear. We also need deliverance from the power of our nature. Now, I know we're not going to go and just chop our hands off and gouge our eyes out and go live in a monastery. Human nature will never change by itself. But you can have power over your nature. And over your will. Only through the power that is greater. Tell somebody there's nobody greater. Than my God. He's greater than my nature. And he gives us power through divine nature. Come on. If you're going to conquer human nature, you need divine nature. And you can only receive that through receiving the gift of the Holy Ghost. God's going to fill people with the Holy Ghost and renew people in the Holy Ghost today. And you're going to rise to a new level of deliverance. But God wants to deliver us from low self-esteem, from the negative perception that you have about yourself. I remember God rebuking me. I never forgot. I don't remember the details, but I remember God rebuking me. And he said, who told you that? Where did you get that word from? Was it your daddy? Was it your what was it your invite? Was it your friends? Who told you that's who you were? No, 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 no. You ain't no monkey. You a son of God. Come on. 
God wants to set us free and deliver us from the negative perception that we have about ourselves and the thing that was projected as we, when we were children. The things that were said, that were spoken, that were sown into our lives that we develop this negative perception about ourselves. That's why we need a new revelation so that we can live a life that pleases God above human perception. We need God perception. We need God thoughts. We need God's judgment. We need to know what do you see? What do you say? And we need to live accordingly. I know we confess our weaknesses and confess that we're this and we're that. But I remember the Lord telling me, stop saying that about yourself because I didn't say that about you. Isn't that something, how, how, the belief systems that we have among us? You know why we have faulty and distorted belief systems? is because we don't have proper re, uh, revelation of Him. Because in Him is the proper knowledge and understanding that we need. We need deliverance from carnal mindedness every day. What does the Bible say in Romans chapter number 8 about carnal mindedness? It's death. That's why in, in Proverbs it says, lean not to your own understanding. What does your own understanding come from? Your humanity, your, your human reason and logic. He said, don't rely on that. To be spiritually minded is what? Life and peace. Now, that, that, we're going to pick this thing up. We're fixing to blow up in here. I'm telling you, we're fixing to go into outer space. By outer space, I mean we're fixing to, we're fixing to walk around in the heavenly places. I, I know we've been sitting down for a little while, but we're going to start walking around in the, some heavenly places in Christ Jesus today. The Lord gave me a vision. I know, I know you're standing, but I've been standing for 40 minutes, and I don't feel a thing. Ooh, hallelujah. I feel like I'm levitating right now. Hallelujah. Mm, one of these days. <laughs> I don't know if I'll be playing a harp, but I will be dancing around the clouds and in the kingdom and stuff. But check this out. The Lord showed me this vision. This is just going to help you because it helped me. It changed my life. While Jesus and the disciples were in a boat, ask somebody, are you listening right now? Are you listening? You listening? You listening? God, God, God's trying to help us. Jesus and his disciples were in a boat. You, do you like boats? Huh? Do you like to ride out in the ocean in the boat? Okay. I don't think any of the disciples could swim either, but Peter. It only said that Peter jumped out and swam to shore. The rest of them were like, holding on. Somebody say, that's my comfort. <laughs> but Peter wasn't afraid to risk it all. But check this out. This is the vision the Lord showed me. Just a quick little vision. That while all of the disciples, all of the disciples that were with Jesus, that were with him, on that boat, or maybe they had the other perspective. Maybe they had the other perspective. Jesus was with us. I'm going to tell you, Jesus can be with you. Is that all right if I say with? Jesus can be with you. And you still go through a storm. 
and you still get scared and you still hear the negative report from the doctor saying you're going to have to be on medication for the rest of your life and that can terrorize you and sow fear into your life and govern your decisions but this is the vision that the Lord showed me Jesus showed me one little vision while everybody else was panicking and afraid for their life While they were panicking and afraid for their life, Jesus was asleep in the same storm, in the same pressure, in the same circumstance. But he was never governed or dictated by fear or by the conditions or by the circumstances. He knew who he was. And this is the punchline. He had shown me through that vision that when we get in Him and abide in Him, as the Scripture teaches and has been revealed and spoken sermon message after message, if we can learn how to seek Him and abide in Him, that when we're in the condition, the chaos, the crisis that the world is in, we're going to be able to have rest. And the peace of God which passeth all understanding shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Say, I might be in a mess, but I'm not bound by it. I can have peace. And that's what the Lord was teaching me, that the church has access to that same kind of peace. The peace that enables you to walk in deliverance, to be loosed in the fire, to be praising God when the lions are growling around you. I want you to lift your hands with me. There is deliverance for you. Listen, some things may take place instantly by revelation and impartation, but there's other things that are going to grow in your life because God wants you to conceive this God, I'm telling you because there's, there's levels of growth, there's levels of development, there's levels of maturity all in this place today. But God has ordained that this seed, this revelation be sown into this congregation. That God wants you to walk in liberty, walk in power, walk in dominion and not be bound by the situation that you're in. Listen to me. God wants to deliver us from a fatalist mentality from a pessimistic outlook, from people and attitudes that say within or think this way, they expect the worst. They have a negative perspective. They exalt the problems and the pressure and the pain and the persecutors and they exalt the giants so that they become bigger than life. And Jesus is never exalted in their situation. But let, let me, my Lord, it's just, let me just say a, a few closing words. Wow. There's only one power that's greater than the power of darkness. And it's the power of light. What is the power of light? It is the power of revelation. Some of you here, some of you are dull of hearing. And that's going to be corrected. And if you're going to be delivered 
on any level, you need to pray, ask God today, God, touch my ability to hear. Because faith cometh by. And Paul said, I've got some things to say to you, but you can't receive it because you're dull of hearing. You're not quite there yet. You haven't taken care of some elementary things, some fundamental principles yet. But this is what the Lord has revealed to me. Jesus spake unto them, saying, I am the light of the world. He that followeth. I want all the disciples to hear what I'm saying, to hear what the Lord is saying. Come on, you foundation lifers. Jesus said, I am the light of the world. He that followeth me. Not just him that goes to church and prays and sings, but him that followeth me shall not walk in darkness, but shall have the light of life. And Proverbs tells us, but the path of the just, somebody say the path, not the destination. We're looking for some great day when the Lord's saying, I got a path right here for you. If you'll stay on this path and if you'll walk, There'll be greater knowledge and revelation. But the path of the just is as the shining light that shines more and more into the perfect day. That means you've got to continue following Jesus. If you don't focus on Jesus and pattern your life after Him, you're not going to walk on the path of revelation. Proverbs 29 and 18. Are you ready? Come on, give me something. Come on, we've, I'm telling you. We're not, we're not going to cry today. I ain't crying no more. I ain't going to cry. Tell somebody, now Joe, Joe has never cried. I'm picking on you because me and my buddy. <laughs> Sometimes I feel like I'm crying. But I ain't crying right now because deliverance is here. I don't have to, I'm, I don't even have to beg for it. I don't have to plead for it. I ain't crying. There's, there's a time that you can cry. There's a time to cry. But there's a time to shout. And we're fixing to shout because deliverance is coming down. And when you shout with a voice of triumph, I'm telling you, the, the, the deliverer is going to work a work in your life. And you're never going to be the same. God's going to take you to a new level of deliverance today. I'm telling you, the Holy Ghost, God's going to give you a new level of deliverance today. And let me close. Proverbs chapter 29, verse 18. This is going to blow your mind. You ready? My mind has been blown. Where there is no vision, we think, well, if there's not a picture on a wall, or, or, or an image, oh, that's not what he's talking about. The Lord shared this with me. Where there is no revelation of Him, the people perish. And He said through Jeremiah, my people are destroyed for what? A lack of knowledge. A lack of knowledge is a lack of revelation of Him. A lack of revelation of Him is a lack of vision. And the Lord is saying to us, because He's helping us, I'm telling you, your help has come. Grab somebody, tell them, my help is here. My help cometh from the Lord, and he's here right now. And this is what he said. Where there is no vision, where there is no ability to see, where there is no revelation of the Lord Jesus Christ, the people perish. But 
But he that keepeth the law, happy is he. How many knows without light there is no vision? Tell somebody, Brother Terry. Without light there is no vision. Your ability to see is based on the level of light. And that's why Jesus said, I am the light of the world. He that follows me shall not walk in darkness. Lift your hands. Give your voice to the Lord because he is your deliverer. Yes, hallelujah. Revelation has come into this place. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Come on, you don't have to beg. Just go ahead and praise your God because He's the deliverer. Oh, I've been delivered. I've been delivered. I've been delivered. I've been delivered. Oh, the hold the devil had on me. He ain't got no more. I've been Oh, just dance. Huh? How'd that guy feel when he got let out of prison? I can't dance like Brother Powell. But show me how it's done, brother. I've been delivered. Come on, come on, come on. Right here, right here. I want you to demonstrate to us what it means to be delivered. He brought me out of darkness into his marvelous light. He set my feet on a straight street and he got me going right. Oh, great king, he's doing great things. My soul says yes, yes, yes to the Lord. Come on, just close your eyes and say yes to the Lord. My soul says yes to the Lord. Oh, he's a great king. He's doing great things. My soul says yes, yes, yes to the Lord. My soul, my soul says yes. I've been delivered. My soul says yes, yes, yes to the Lord. Oh, he's a great king. He's doing great things. My soul says yes, yes, yes to the Lord. Yeah. Come on, just go ahead and shout a little bit. Rejoice. Deliverance is yours.